We are speaking with uh, the one and only uh, Francis Lyon, a new talent for everybody to discover, as we say here in Montreal. Le bonjour. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. Uh, I've been uh, checking out your music for the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, impressed. Just Thanks. totally impressed. Uh, you've got a song, of course, called Home, which is the latest single. Um, the words just speak to me. Just let me start off with that single that came out in May with Home. Uh, talk to me about that lyrical content and where does that emotion come from? Well, I grew up in a really small town and um, I kind of just always wanted to leave. And I did when I was quite young and I got the hell out of there. And when I think when you leave, you kind of realize how much of your identity stems from where you're from and the friends you grew up with and the area and the space and family. And yeah, it was like kind of no matter where you are in the world, that will always be in you. Like you, you can't get rid of that. Yeah. As they say, you can take the uh, the girl out of Jersey, but not the Jersey out of the girl, right? That's, yeah, that's sort of exactly. the expression. <laughs> um, let me get over here to your partnership with Linda Perry. Linda Perry, of course, from Four Non Blondes, but since then has been writing and producing some of the greatest artists, including Pink, Christina Aguilera, Gwen Stefani, Ariana Grande, and more. Um, how did that combination come about? How did that, well, not combination, but how did that working partnership come about? Well, it's actually a really quite funny story because I think it happened by a complete accident. Um, and it was like Linda's old manager, she had had her for years and they parted ways and she, the manager had booked me in for a session with Linda and I'd never been to the States before. All of a sudden I'm in my home studio and they're like, Linda Perry wants to work with you. I'm like, what the hell? What do you mean Linda Perry wants to work with me? I'm just little old me. And then I, I got to LA and I got to the studio, like the most nervous wreck I've ever been. And Linda's like, um, so I don't actually know who you are. And I was like, what? And everything that I kind of imagined was going to happen didn't happen. And she's like, yeah, like all I have is like Beth UK. And we were booked for seven days as well, which she never does. So I don't know how that happened. And um, she was like, I can't cancel on her because she's coming from London. And um, so, yeah, we started playing and I played her some songs, which she didn't actually really like that much. And then she was like... <laughs> pick up a guitar and play me a song. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I did. And then she was like, oh, damn, let, let's let's write an album and let's just keep making music. And then, yeah, she's kind of been like my music mom ever since. <laughs> That's kind of a funny story. So it, 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 she doesn't like your songs and she's a great songwriter. So what kind of advice does she say to you? Does, does she say move the chorus, or put a verse here, add a, like, how does she say to you, let's make these better? I mean, to be honest, it was it was when I was kind of first starting and it, it was mainly like production things and they were kind of all over the place and I didn't really have like a secured sound and it wasn't very authentic to me. Like when you work with other producers and they kind of just do their thing on it and you get it back and you're like, that that's not what we wrote. <laughs> that's not what it was meant to sound like. <laughs> so it was it was more on the production side, but she, you know, we kind of worked together and she's kind of helped me nail in my my sound 
So for fans that don't know you, what is the sound? I mean, it, it, to me, it harkens back to some of the great song stress, the song sing or singers of the of the day, the Janis Joplin's. Um, what is the sound you're going for? I mean, it's not really that far from that. I mean, I'm, I am who isn't obsessed with Janis Joplin, let's be honest. True. Um, I listen to like a, a lot of I grew up with a lot of that Janis Joplin, Stevie Nicks and they're kind of my go-to power women. And then um, I guess just from there, it's it's always been that kind of real raw sound. I don't really like overproducing too much. Um, but I guess it stems from there. I'm obsessed with like Angel Olsen and Sharon Van Etten at the moment and all sorts of people, I guess. It depends what mood I'm in, but I feel like right now I'm I'm more, I'm like stripping everything back quite a lot. Yeah, well, we're... Just being, I was going to say, let's talk about that because, uh, you know, you, you have the EP Lion that comes out in 2018. You, you release some singles in 2019. 2020 is going to be the breakout year. And then COVID says, no, it's not. <laughs> Forget it. You're not going anywhere. But you do the van sessions. You, you respond by basically stripping it down, and hopping in your van and, and throwing out some videos and stuff, which were, were just delightful to watch. Uh, talk to me about that process, and 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 again, what do you learn by taking the music to that sort of very pure form, where you're just sort of sitting in a van, just working out songs? Well, the van sessions came around because I was literally bored out of my mind, like I think the whole entire world was, um, and my cousin was living around the corner. So after the first lockdown, she's she does like videos and. We were like, let's just go and film some stuff purely out of boredom and because there's absolutely nothing to tell anyone about when you're not doing anything. I was like, I need to do something before I pull my hair out. Um, but yeah, it's been nice. I, I started like playing just acoustic guitar and singing. It was just, just me and my little guitar when I was quite young and used to play loads of gigs that way. And then it wasn't until kind of Lion was formed that it all got like slightly heavier and rockier um but i think lockdown hitting and kind of having a minute to like breathe and take a step back from everything i realized that actually i do like stripping things back and yeah pure sound yeah keeping things simple the simple life you know when um when i was researching everything and i looked on the youtube page and i saw all the different videos uh, a lot of them were listed as lion and then one of them was listed as francis lion and said i'm glad to be releasing my first song as francis lion i'm glad uh talk to me about that and and branching out and and, and just being francis lion and not a band or a brand just being you um yeah i mean francis is my middle name so Adding it to Lion, it just felt immediately more personal and more me than it was before. Also, I think beforehand people just assumed I was a band, and I mean, I wish I wish I was a band. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean it does. I mean, Lion looks like a band name. Yeah, like, it looks like a hair metal name. From, called, yeah. Well, there was White called Lion. Lion, and they there's a band called Lion. And they all kind of look like me as well. They've all got like big <laughs> curly hair, but these dudes, like amazing yeah. gla glam rock looking guys. Yeah. Um, but that is not me. They come up first in Google though. Um, <laughs> and that was another reason I added Francis because everyone, you don't, if you Google lion, I do not come up. Everything no. else comes up before yes. me, including Lionel Richie, he comes up and he's not even spelled like lion. So. <laughs> 
By the way, it is very important because you look at some of the old bands, whether it's Kiss or whatever, and now that you Google them, you can't find them. You find all this other stuff. So, so how important is it to have to have sort of that proper name and and make you findable? I mean, this day and age where everything's so online and on social media, you kind of need to be found. I mean. I'm a bit of an old soul and I don't really like social media, but as you know, you just, everyone's got to do it. And that's part of, that's part of the job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being, being able to, uh, there was a, one point hit when someone was like, I can't find you on Instagram. Can you do it? And I took their phone and I couldn't find me. And I was like, Oh, that's not good. That's not good at all. No. When you can't find your own Instagram page is not, it's not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say that the, the social media for me has taken over my life. I mean, I, I spend the entire day creating posts and, and, you know, I, I did a master's in psychology. I have two kids. I have all kinds of great stuff. And my greatest moment was when Twitter verified me. I went, oh my God, I have <gasps> made it. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and that shouldn't be an accomplishment, but that's the I world we're in now. Is though, isn't it? It when is. You get that little blue tick. You're like, Ooh, I got the check mark. <laughs> I, I got I'm the check mark and people went, it's your daughter's birthday. I went, yeah, I don't care. I got a check mark. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Throw a party for that occasion just for you. Yeah. yeah. Celebrate your dad, folks. Um, the Twitter graduation. The, the Twitter graduation. Yeah, it was, it was a very big moment. And, and I tell you, I, I tell you, when I, when I complain to a company, they listen now. Um, but let, let, me, let me get back to the importance of your, of your team around you. So you've got Linda Perry in one corner. And you've got Red Light Management in the other, and, and Red Light does a whole bunch of bands, including Slash. Um, what is sort of the plan for your sort of conquering the world? Because with Linda writing songs, producing, giving you advice, being your mom, and Red Light, which, no, I mean, they know what they're doing. Uh, what is sort of the plan in terms of getting an album and getting on tour and, and getting to that next level where people go, oh, yeah, Francis Lyon, I know her. Well, I'm hoping it happens soon. I mean, it's just been mm -hmm. such a pain having to shut everything down for over a year. Um, but I've got lots of new music. I, I've been writing like crazy. So I, I've got a new song coming out next month. And then the plan is to just keep releasing, I think a song a month or a song every six weeks until the next forever. And then I'm kind of working on an album. It's almost I've almost written it and then I think I'll look at maybe recording that at the end of the year or early yeah. next year and hopefully get my butt on the road because oh. man I want to play a show bad well yeah you listen and how <laughs> it's 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 essential to do uh, let me just quickly talk about those singles that you know uh, black eyed peas and uh, john 5 they they did that sort of concept of a song a month because you're in the Twitter feed. You're in the Instagram feed. Every month, somebody goes, "Oh, there's a new John. F oh, there's a new." Um, talk to me about that strategy and getting that one song a month, just so that your name, Francis Lyon, is there every month with something new. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just keeps everything fresh and it keeps everything, everyone on their toes a little bit more. I am, I mean, I I love an album. I love putting an album on and listening to an album from front to back. But I also think it's important to make sure you've got people there engaged for when you do release the album. Um, also, it's nice. It's nice to release songs 
like now we're starting to release music again it's nice to write a song not that long ago and then have it out maybe six months later and it keeps it's like rather than writing something and then it's like three years and then you released yeah. it and by the time it's released you're like oh i never want to hear it again yeah well, it's like, I... you know, fresh. it keeps the things exciting there, there there's a band that i love called buck cherry they just put out a new album and they wrote it in 2019 and, and i said are you excited about your new album and they went yeah we've already heard it for two years and it's just like yeah huh. Yeah, I guess, you know, how do you get motivated to go play a show when you're already bored of your own songs? Not that I they're know, bored, but... I know. Right? I mean, that's just what it is, though. I, when you play, though, it all comes back. It's all exciting again once you're playing it live. But when you just hear yourself on repeat all the time, same songs, go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's, <laughs> it's hard to do. Now, in terms of uh, your style, moving forward, do, do you sort of say... I'm Francis Lyon and this is what I do. Or if a producer comes to you and says, listen, we're going to turn you into the next Dua Lipa. We're going to turn you into the next Madonna and pop up the stuff and make it more radio. For Do you go, yeah, okay, great. Or do you say, no, 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 uh, no. I'm me and I stick to what I do. Absolutely no. I, I, I mean, you know, my six-year-old self, if I wanted to be a pop star, would be crying. But no, no, I wouldn't be. I, I mean, I couldn't. Have you seen Dua Lipa? She's an absolute smoking babe pop star. That's not me. But, yeah. I mean, it would be fun. But Listen, I stick uh, to my guns. About three years ago, four years ago, I was covering a show in Montreal called Oceaga, which is a festival, 150,000 people, and uh, Dua Lipa was there. And I had no idea who she was. And uh, walked by her backstage. Had no idea that I walked by her backstage. And she came out, and she mesmerized me. Her show was one of the best shows I've seen in my entire life. It was just perfect from the song choice to the crowd, just everything. And it was just a sea of people. It was, what a star. What a star. I know. She just is a pop star. Like, just fascinating. And her new album's really fun. Yeah, it is. And uh, it's, I, a great, I, it's a great record. It's dancey, but like disco. Love it. Yeah, listen, as an as a, as a old school metal fan of Iron Maiden and Kiss and all that, I shouldn't be saying this, but... She's the real deal. She truly is the real deal. <laughs> See, that means she's the real deal when it's a guy like you, a, ro a rocker. A rocker. Yeah, I I'm yeah. telling you that. that I've seen probably 2,000, 3,000 gigs in my life, and that was one of the greatest because it was just mesmerizing. She just, anyway. Uh, in fact, uh, in terms of your live show, how, how do you sort of set it up to be mesmerizing? What, what, what's a live show? What's a Francis Lyon live show like? Well, it kind of changes a little bit sometimes. I I do a lot of shows with my brother. He plays drums and he produces all my stuff and my new stuff and we do lots of writing together. So we kind of did this like two-piece thing for a while. Um, like the White Stripes? Yes. But exactly better. Exactly like the rice. Uh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> of course. <laughs> He's rubbish. <laughs> um, um, yeah, we're doing that for a while, which I really love. It's really fun being on stage with with my bro. Like we have a wicked relationship, and um, and then I took and then I expanded my band for a little bit um, to do some bigger tours. I toured with like Band of Horses and things like that, and I took a whole band, which was really fun. Like playing with a full band just is the funnest thing to do, um, but it gets very expensive. So. Yep. Stripping it back 
is the biggest long, long-term answer. Yeah. But yeah, so I think when it opens again, I'll probably go back to a two-piece, or maybe even get a couple, couple, a, a three, a three-piece kind of yeah. thing. And you're in the UK between uh, between Brexit and between trying to get over to North America. You're you, you got to keep those expenses down. <laughs> we are screwed in every yeah. way. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, you can thank Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, the latest single is uh, Home, and her uh, collaboration with uh, Linda Perry is going to give the world great things. I just know it uh, on that, Francis. Uh, absolute pleasure. Merci. Thank you so much. It was lovely meeting you. You too. Let's do another one. Yes, I'd love that. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Perfect.